In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Perhaps one of the most distressing situations that anyone can be placed in is being lost. Not knowing where you are, not knowing which way you should go, not knowing how to get back to some place familiar, perhaps not even knowing how to get home. It's a rather anxious time for just about anyone. I, myself, an expert traveler, have found myself lost from time to time in places that I thought were familiar. That's a, that's a confession there, to be honest. But perhaps the most unsettling thing about being lost is sometimes we don't realize that we're lost until it's way, way too late. We have journeyed down a path, taken turns that we didn't think about until we have absolutely no idea where we are, how we got there, and would struggle to find our proverbial footprints to retrace our steps out. It is the realization that we know that we are lost with the now double realization that we just don't realize how long it is that we have been lost indeed. In our spiritual lives, there are many different usages of the word lost. Sometimes lost is used to describe those who have not yet come to faith, and they are still lost in their sins. Other times, we use lost to talk about our own journey in faith, describing the times that we have lost our way while on this lifelong pilgrimage of faith. In the world of parish life, we sometimes talk about someone leaving the fellowship of the parish as lost members. Now, before we all become a little bit too comfortable and say, whew, I'm so glad I don't fit any of those categories. I'm not lost. I haven't lost my way nor am I lost to the parish, well, we need to all take a good, honest, and perhaps even troubling look at our own lives and actions. St. Paul, in our epistle reading from 1 Timothy, describes his former life prior to his conversion experience on the road to Damascus. He self-describes himself as a blasphemer, a persecutor, a person of violence, and all of that is by his own admission. And this is a moment when we hear passages like this for us to stop and take stock of our own paths, our own long stories of coming to faith. For some of us, faith is the most natural thing in the world. It wasn't a difficult step from learning about Jesus to putting our trust in him. For others, coming to faith was maybe a struggle, maybe still is a struggle, and we wake up each day wondering what the truth really is and what are the realities of God's love. And what all of us must realize is this, Regardless of our faults, regardless of how bad and evil, wicked we may have been, 
or still may be, even regardless of how good we are, Jesus and the gift of salvation is for all of us because at some point we were the lost and sometimes we are the lost. And that is where mercy and the overflowing grace of God is gifted to us. Now, one of the remarkable things about Jesus, as the gospel records for us, is this. Jesus sought out sinners, the people who were in the most dire need of his gift of grace, his healing touch, the acknowledgement that someone truly does care for them and love them. That's one of the hallmarks of the gospel. Jesus was found more often with sinners of the day than he was found associating with the religiously righteous. And this was not lost on the scribes or the Pharisees. Why was Jesus hanging out with the wrong sort of crowd? If he only knew how bad these people are, he would have nothing to do with them. And what we might say today is, Jesus needs to become like us, more lily white, always doing the right ritual properly. And in their day, upholding the Torah with all of his might. And into this scene, Jesus tell these, tells these leaders a parable about sheep. A lost sheep is like a problem child that the shepherd must go and hunt for. Now, while I have never raised sheep, I have heard and read this, that once a sheep is lost, and once they're separated from the rest of the flock, the lost lamb or the lost sheep almost becomes paralyzed with fear. More often than not, the sheep will then hide because it is afraid that without the safety of the rest of the flock, something like the wolves may come. So the sheep or the lamb might lie down in thickets or in holes, any place that it's going to be hard for someone else to find them. And without the shepherd actually going out and looking for this lost sheep, the sheep will probably die. The sheep will perish. And the sheep must be found because it is powerless to help itself. Jesus, the good shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep, who gives himself for the lost sheep, for the sheep who can't help themselves, for us who are powerless against the clutches of sin. And this is what each of the apostles learned. And they knew it and taught it because of their own realization that Jesus was their redeemer their savior. This is why some of the individualistic and self-made man attitudes, especially about our own spiritual lives, is gravely misplaced. Many of us have been told when dealing with trials and rough patches in our lives that God helps those who help themselves. Well, that's actually a lie. You see, the whole point of the gospel 
And the point of Jesus' example is God helps those who are powerless to help themselves. There's nothing that you or I can do to earn or to achieve or even to buy our salvation or to become worthy of God's love. There's not one thing we can do. What it takes, and this is why we sometimes talk about it, is the surrendering of our wills, of our lives, of our very souls and beings to God. There's no other way to accept what God has done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, sometimes, and I have had this experience with cows and calves, is that when something is lost, they sometimes fight the person who is trying to save them, partly out of fear, partly out of maybe some sort of instinct that says that the man approaching them looks like a threat. But once they realize and understand, usually by reuniting them with the herd or placing the calf down right in front of its mother, they calm down because they instinctively now know that they're safe. So it is with Jesus' call to us to come and to accept the gift of grace. Sometimes we attempt to hide ourselves away because we're battered by the hurts and pains of the world. Other times, we're like the calves that fight against Jesus and insist that everything is all right and that we can do just fine without him or his saving grace, thank you very much. But Jesus, as that great shepherd, knows both what makes us afraid, knows what fears we have, and also knows how to calm us if and when we fight against him. Being lost is serious. If you are lost in the wrong place, it could sometimes mean the difference between life and death. Lack of food and water in a desert, losing your way in a forest, taking the wrong turn on a mountain in a blizzard. But once you're found, life is restored. Hope begins again. Jesus is calling us each day to find our way back to him. And he seeks and he searches. He does indeed find us too. But what we must do each day is to make the choice, the willful choice to follow him and to let Jesus be our guide, to let Jesus be our shepherd. And shepherds who are wise Caring, loving, always know what is needed to tend to the wounds of the lost, where the best food is, where clean water can be found. We're all lost from time to time in our lives. Spiritually, we may become uh, disillusioned because of a tragedy or burned out because it seems like our prayers are unanswered. And perhaps even begin to doubt the love of God for us. In a sense, we lose our way. We get off the path. We separate ourselves from God and his desires for us. Let Jesus find you 
again and again and again. Let Jesus find you each day because he will come searching. And when you're lost, call out to him and he will move closer to you. Let Jesus be your shepherd. Let Jesus, in being your shepherd, make you perfect in every good deed and guide you through your life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.